Hell yes. This is episode 27. I was going to say 35, but yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. 35. Always 35. Always. Always and forever. Yay. Mm-hmm. Christian, who are we? What do we do? We are the two English majors. Walk into a bar. A literary comedy podcast. Hell yeah. We're here to chat about some literature and we both have our wonderful alcoholic beverages. I'm drinking out of my not a frab just day glass that Christian got for me. <laughs> it is wonderful. I feel like the not a frab just day goes with the theme of tonight. Well, this month's theme. Yeah. This month has not been a frab just month. It has not been a frab just month. And I feel like I've been naming the chapters of my adventures in homeownership. And chapter three is a comedy of errors. So with that yes to do a comedy of errors hell yeah oh my goodness now my phone decides to like start blowing up it's telling me that i need to be here recording this with you i just got that alert at least we're on top of it (laughs) yeah at least like the meeting invite worked we're we're here we're doing it yes (laughs) we made it (laughs) oh my goodness i am so glad that you're doing a shakespeare today no you're so excited i when I, i am sad i need some shakespeare i tried to think of a book with like shitty in the title or something about poop that was for adults but all I could find was everybody poops and it was like that's you know it's a children's book but it's fine comedy bears here we go (laughs) yes yes last time we I I did rhyme of the ancient mariner and that was obvious that was not a comedy of errors it was a lot of seafaring errors yeah and an albatross an an albatross of errors yeah yeah Mm -hmm. very bird albatross of errors (laughs) <laughs> facts facts yes oh my goodness um okay so before we dive into a comedy of errors i already told kathleen this but i have to share the story of the comedy of errors that happened last night yes so all of the plumbing things have happened turns out as you know insurance does not cover it so that's that's been lots of fun and it will be very expensive so i'm like n- you know a little bit anxious about all of this <laughs> a little bit <laughs> So I wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep. So I'm like, eh, I'm going to doom scroll because what else do we do with our time at, you know, three, we're millennials. It's what we do. We have too much. Yeah. We have too much anxiety to just keep it, you know, contained during the day. Yeah. So we, we doom scroll in the middle of the night and, um, try to fill the void with TikToks, (laughs) which I was successfully doing, but the stupid fucking fly so I'm laying in bed and just scrolling through reels and whatever. I think it was like on Instagram or something. But anyway, so I'm scrolling through reels, minding my own business. And this fly <laughs> flies directly into my eye, like bounces off my eyeball. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what was that? But then I think, okay, maybe I just like moved and like hit myself with my hair or something because I couldn't see anything. So then I feel something on my hand and I turn on the flashlight on my phone and there's a fly sitting there staring at me like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I'm just upset that he did not pay for his crimes. I couldn't find him after that. I like was like, Ugh, you know, just like an initial reaction. But OK, so fly one at that point, Christian zero. I made salsa for dinner last night, like two yes. different kinds of salsas, right? With jalapenos, which, by the way, were not spicy when I ate them. So I'm really offended that this happened. Um, there was no spice to either of these salsas. But a fly flew into my eye. So I was like, oh, man. And I, like, touched my eyeball. No. <laughs> the fly won this battle. Two, no. Two to the fly, zero to Christian at 4 a.m. 
Okay, so that's where, like, I, I can already see, like, on the Wikipedia page for Comedy of Errors, that's where it does cross over into slapstick, which is so important to what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I feel like that just... It, it was the really one-two punch. It, it was. was the one-two punch of, like, uh, swatting away the fly and then touching your eye with jalapeno hands. <laughs> it was a great night. Poor Christian. Oh. <laughs> But I think that is, it definitely fits with the comedy of errors. It's definitely like in line with what to expect. Um, Hell yeah. Are we ready to jump in? Huh? Yes. I I was just going to say, I told you before we started, this is uh, Shakespeare's Gemini era. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about about the twins. (laughs) Okay. So if you're ready. Yes. 30 second summary. Big business, the movie, but by Shakespeare. Yes. Two sets of twins. Lots of mistaken identity, lots of confusion and hilarity. Yes, this makes me think of um, Parent Trap. And then what's the one with the Olsen twins? It's like the Olsen twins and Kirstie Alley. Mm, Isn't that Parent Trap? Like a version of? It's a version of it, but it's slightly different. It's the one. I think it's just the Parent Trap. It takes two. That's what it's called. It takes two. Yes. That was a crucial part of my childhood. I remember that movie. Yes. Okay, oh, so yeah. it takes two big business, the parent trap. We're in we're in it with the twins. Yes. <laughs> Except there are two sets of twins, and I think that's the biggest difference. Is like in big business, there are two sets of twins that are both mistaken identity, I believe. So it says oh, the 30 second summary on Google. I don't know that I have a drinking game for this. Hmm. The names are hard in this. That's one. what I was gonna say. I should just go yeah. with whenever I mispronounce the name. Okay. Yeah, whenever I mispronounce the name, that'll be our drinking game. Yes. I, some of these, like, I truly don't even, like, <laughs> I don't even, because there's, there's two Atiphiluses and Antiphiluses, Antiphili, and then there's two Dromeos, right? That, yeah. Well, two, two sets of twin brothers. Yeah. Dromeo of Ephesus, Dromeo of Syracuse, Antiphus, Antiphilus. See, I already am doing it. Drink. Um, yes. <laughs> Syracuse and a feast mm. this wine is past its prime i can tell you that oh goodness <laughs> i learned recently that um wine only lasts like a week after you open it mm. unless it's like really good wine and you store it correctly which let's be real we don't <laughs> i have okay i do have the completely airtight um seals i do have airtight seals but you have to like temperature control and all of that as well for it it's to been last in longer. the fridge it's been but that could be too cold wine is very particular rude Mm-hmm. rude it is it should just last forever and know we need it exactly <laughs> can we make this wine a bit more shelf stable it's supposed to be like fermented <laughs> it should just last forever yes okay so um i digress on the wine moving on <laughs> let's get into it okay so um act one one thing to know is that laws forbid merchants from Syracuse from entering Ephesus. So there's an elder, elderly trader, Egon, who's facing execution because he's discovered in the city. And that's where we start. They, he can escape by paying fine for a thousand marks. And in true English major style, I have read none of this and I do not remember the play. So y'all get this to write was with me actually, on this. This was, I, I believe, this was the first Shakespeare play I ever saw live at the University of Evansville. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I saw this live at least once, but I don't really remember. I've seen it live, I know, at least twice. I'm not really counting college because like in college, 
lots of people did scenes from it and stuff. So that doesn't really count. But after college, I've seen it at Chicago Shakespeare. And then uh, I've seen it like pre I was in like middle school during a I can't remember if it was a field trip or if my mom just took me to go see it. But mm. it was really, really a good production at the University of Evansville. Like I feel like I college. saw something at Wabash College or maybe Purdue, but it's been a long time. Yeah. But I mean, interesting to note at the top of Act One, um, something that Shakespeare's always playing around with, like in a lot of his plays, is this always reminds me of Taming of a Shrew because it's all about like like a merchant coming to town and like the rules mm. around like you know, we think of Shakespeare as so kind of like ethereal a little bit because of like Midsummer Night's Dream and like Hamlet is so much about, you know, the interior of your mind and stuff like that. But so many of his other plays are about kind of like like the legality of going from place to place and buying a certain thing and, you know, traveling and stuff like that. And it's kind of like like the meat and potatoes plays. And like that's what sets the scene here is that it, it's illegal to go from Syracuse to Ephesus? Ephesus? Ephesus. I don't Ephesus. know. I'm going to say Ephesus. I don't know if it's Ephesus. Yeah. Well, and like the the merchant class of people, which is like a new class of people in Shakespeare's time. There's like not just like nobility and serfs. There's now nobility, merchant class, and poor people, serfs. And also, mm-hmm. I'm sure, enslaved people. Which this this play gets into a little bit. When he is going to die, he tells a sad story to Solinius. Solinius? Solonus? That feels right. Solinus. Solinus? I don't know. Solinus. 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 (laughs) We'll go with Solinus. (laughs) He's the Duke of Ephesus. 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 I don't know. How would we decide to pronounce that? Aphasia. Aphasia. He's the Duke of Aphasia. Yes. Um, Nailed it. I hope that someone listens to this and goes to and does a presentation for their college, you know, class and calls everywhere the wrong place. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he tells a story about how um, Egon tells a story about how he married a woman and had two twin sons the same day that his wife had sons. A poor woman without a job also gave birth to two, two twin boys. Um, so he purchased those new babies Yikes. as servants for his children. So slavery. Um, and soon afterwards, they went. They made their voyage and were hit by a tempest. Tempest, and he was able to lashed him. He lashed himself. I don't know what that means, but like he, he, connect, he held himself to a mast with oh, one son like maybe, and maybe one it's servant. Like he, he like leashed himself. Maybe like lashed is like. I'm just going to assume he tied himself to it. <laughs> he duct taped himself to the mast. <laughs> he found some duct tape. Yeah, <laughs> duct taped the babies first. Uh, <laughs> but he. Um, he had one baby, one of his babies and one of the servant babies, and his wife took the other two infants, and his wife was rescued by one boat, Aegon was rescued by another, and they never saw each other again. So his son, Antiphilus, and his grown servant, Dromeo, left Syracuse to find their brothers. When they didn't return, Aegon set out in search of them, and then that's why he was there, where he wasn't supposed to be. All of that. What Anastasia. is it? <laughs> Yes, aphasia. We're all in aphasia. We can't remember. I can't remember the word for um. What is it called when it, it's not a backstory, but it's um pretext? I don't know. I would have said backstory. No, what's it called? I'm a bad English major. Like 
Oh, this is such an English major thing. I'm going to Google it. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, the Duke is like, bro, that's such a sad story, but I still need my money. You have one day to pay your giant fine. Um, so that same day, Antiphus, Antiphilus arrives in aphasia. I'm just going to say aphasia from this point on. And Yes, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Searching for his brother. And he um, sends Dromeo to deposit some money at an inn. And then he is confounded because an identical Dromeo, Dromeo of aphasia, Ephesus, Ephesus, Ephesus? Ephesus um, appears almost immediately, denying any knowledge of the money and asking him home to dinner where his wife is waiting. And Tiflis is like, what the fuck, man? You're crazy. And this is not a funny joke. So he beats him. There's He's a like, lot of just, uh, the, again, just like uh, the Winter's Tale, like a lot of skipping to the wrong conclusions, a lot of just, you know what? A lot of men just assuming that they're right, no matter what. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I funny, too? It's because it's two sets of twins that were separated. They clearly, both parents, thought they got the Antiphilus. So there's an Antiphilus and a Dromeo of their children, and then there are their two servants. And right. they both assumed they had Antiphilus. I think the parents had favorites. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Not supposed to pick favorites. Right. Oh, yikes. Definitely. Um, yeah, no, that's not cool, parents. That's how Act One ends. Not you know cool. the parents have favorite, and then yeah. favorites, and then um, he beats Dromeo of aphasia. <laughs> Dromeo returns to his mistress Adriana, saying that her husband refused to come back to the house and even pretended not to know her. Adriana is concerned that his eye is straying, um, so she takes the news as confirmation for that suspicion. So she thinks he's cheating. Okay, so we've also we've also got women just like jumping to conclusions here mm -hmm. immediately. Yeah. But I don't understand the logic there. Like, I don't know. You just beat the fuck out of your servant. Like, she's probably like, "What? What are you doing?" Out of character. Dromeo, Dromeo is like, "Hey, I saw your husband, and, and he didn't want to come home to dinner." So she's like, "Where is he instead of dinner? <laughs> what exactly. is he?" What what is he out there eating? Have you seen the TikToks where it's like, speaking of TikToks, because I spent so much time looking at them last night, um, where it's like, uh, you when your boyfriend won't text you back, what he's actually doing, and it's things like playing video games or like jumping yeah. off the porch or whatever. Yeah, I feel like this one is like, your husband won't come home for dinner. What is he actually doing? And it's just beating the shit out of the servant, searching for his long lost twin. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Inside the house, okay, so apparently he's already home. Antiphilus, oh wait, I skipped. Oh no. That's act three. Antiphilus is not inside the house. Antiphilus of Syracuse complains that he could not speak with Dromeo. I don't know. I could not speak with Dromeo since at first I sent him from the mart. He meets up with Dromeo of Syracuse, who now denies making the joke but Antiphilus, about Antiphilus having a wife, and Antiphilus begins beating him. Everybody's just beating the shit out of each other. Like, it's just Antiphilus. He's just beating up the Dromeos. Wait, this is the same Antiphilus? The same Antiphilus. Oh, Antiphilus of see, Syracuse. I'm confused. I know, it's too confusing. Antiphilus 1 is now beating Dromeo 1. He previously beat Dromeo 2. <laughs> Does not even, like, yet again, the the Shakespearean facial blindness that these people have. Because, like, even if it's, like, a twin, like, like if you grew up apart, like, you have to have, like, different hair. You think? facial hair. Yeah. yeah. No. 
No, guess not. blindness. And I've known a lot of twins in my life. I can generally tell them apart. And wife can't even tell them apart because she runs up to Antiphilus. I'm going to call them by their, the last initial is going to be the city they're from. So this is Antiphilus S, Antiphilus yes, number one from that's Syracuse. that's good. That's good. Antiphilus like that. S. Okay. Yes. So Adriana runs up to Antiphilus S and begs him not to leave her. Wow. She jumps to serious conclusions. <laughs> oh my God. She's got, she needs to go to therapy. Like it's giving pick me girl. Mm-hmm. It's and, yeah. Yeah. And Tiflis is like, this girl is crazy. Must be witches. Not a witch. So he's, he marks or he remarks that it, that area is Ephesia is, or Ephesus is known for war uh, as a warren for witches. Um, so he and Dromeo go off with the strange woman and eat dinner. I, I don't understand this. They One eats dinner, one uh, the other to keep the gate. So Antiphilus S is like, hmm, must be a witch. I'll let her feed me. You watch the gate. <laughs> uh, no, no, girl. Antiphilus is like, oh, she must be a witch. She's kinky. I'm going home with her. <laughs> that That is exactly what happened there. Yeah, they must be fraternal twins because I, I don't understand this part because then I, you think that Antiphilus returns, Antiphilus E returns home and is enraged because Dromeo S won't let him in the house. So this guy looks identical to your master and you're not letting him in the house? Very strange. He's facial blindness lifts. <laughs> Antiphilus E decides he's going to break down the door, but his friends prefer persuade him not to they're like don't make a scene man it's not that bad and then he goes to dinner with a courtesan so he is cheating on his wife oh my god no shame to the sex workers out there yes we love the sex workers out there but also antiphilus is like he's still cheating on his wife yeah Yeah. he's a fuck boy major fuck shakespeare (laughs) writes a lot of fuck boys don't even get me started on bertram You'll cover that at some point, I'm sure. Eventually. We'll get there. <laughs> you will get there. Don't worry, everybody. Um, So he leaves to go have dinner with the courtesan. And then Antipolis S is inside and discovers that he's actually very attracted to his wife's sister, Luciana, telling her, train me not, sweet mermaid, with thy note to drown in thy sister's flood of tears. So he's, this guy's like a, he's a piece of work. He's a serious fuckboy. Like, this woman thinks that he is her husband. Yeah. He's and just as bad as his twin. He goes home with her. Like, hell yeah. She's like one of those like witchy girls that's really into astrology. Yet but again. Actually, her is- sister's hotter. Yeah. But he gets there and he's like, her sister's hotter. I wonder if we could make this like a threesome situation. I feel like Antiphilus S is definitely worse than Antiphilus E because he beats his servants twice and he doesn't just like say he think he's attracted to this woman, but he outright says it to her and says she's basically that she's tempting him. Yeah, um, she's flattered but worried about the moral implications. So yeah, and then Dromeo S to, um, announces that he discovered that he has a wife, Nell, a hideous kitchen maid. This is the role I would audition for. I've never auditioned for this uh. show. But this would be it's I think it's usually played by a drag performer. Maybe I'm not sure. Mm. But there's a lot of um, (laughs) honestly, it's kind of sad because there is a lot of like fat shaming in this play and a lot of body shaming and everything. But I think it's an interesting challenge for staging this play of like, how, how do we bring this to 2024 and you know, we we find the slapstick humor, but 
it's a mean play. It's a mean spirited yeah. comedy. I mean, they literally decide to leave at this point. He's like, I can beat the fuck out of you multiple times, but you have an ugly wi- wife. No, no, no. Let's go. <laughs> so they run off. They decide to make travel plans. Antiphilus S is confronted by a- Angelo of Ephesus, a goldsmith who claims that Antiphilus ordered a chain from him. Antiphilus is forced to accept the chain, and Angelo says that he will return for payment. Or is you could cool? just be I'll like, just, uh, nah, bro, I, I didn't want this. I don't know who ordered this. Apparently, symbol. that was not an option. <laughs> Angelo, Angelo has a very, like, I, I want to know the backstory of Angelo. Does he have a thriving Etsy page? Does he make the, like, what does the gold chain look like? He does probably he, has a farmer's market stall. Yeah. Does he advertise on Instagram? Can I follow him? I'm sure you could. Yeah. I wonder if we Googled Angelo of Ephesus, what would come up? I, I would find, yeah. I'll figure this out right now. Someone, if that does not exist, someone should start a business that sells jewelry with that name. Yeah. Angelo of Ephesus. <laughs> A-M-E. I forgot to tell you we were in Act 3, but now we're in Act 4. Yes. So Antiphilus E dispatches Dromeo E to purchase a rope so that he can beat his wife, Adriana, for locking him out. Okay, he's just as bad as his brother. Oh, my God. And then is accosted by Angelo, who tells him, I thought you'd taken, I, I thought to have taken you at the uh, Porpentine and asked to be reimbursed for the chain. Denies ever seeing him and is promptly arrested. So... Antiphilus E is arrested, I believe. As he's being led away, Dromeo S arrives, and Antiphilus is like, go to Adriana and get money for this stupid ball or bail. Ball. <laughs> get <laughs> some money. Chain. We this is a very that would be a very um uh Kathleen request to Christian. Christian, go get some money. We need to throw a ball. <laughs> we need to have a ball right now. And you would be like, Do you mean bail? Like, do you need bail money? No. No, we need to throw. I have a pretty dress. Yes. I need a ball. I need a ball. <laughs> so yes. Romeo um, gets the money and accidentally delivers it to Antiphilus of Syracuse. The courtesan finds Antiphilus wearing the gold chain and says that he promised it to her oh. in exchange for her ring. That's why he wanted the gold chain. Mm-hmm. Wow. The and. Antiphilus's Antiphili, they are shitty. Like he, he Antiphili. Christian. He was Alan Rickman in what's that Christmas movie called? I do have aphasia tonight. What's it called? <laughs> the Christmas movie with Alan Rickman and um uh what's her face? Love actually? Yes. Where he but he didn't beat his wife though. He didn't, but that scene where she cries is really sad. It is very sad. Emma, Emma, yeah, Emma Thompson. Mm. Yes. Oh my God. I'm sad. Ever forgive Alan Rickman for that? No, we didn't. We didn't. R.I.P. Alan Rickman, but also fuck that character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's Antiphilus. He was buying a gold chain for his mistress. And now another guy's locked up. Yep. So he, Antiphilus S, is like, uh, no way, and runs away. The courtesan resolves to tell adrian that her husband is insane she's like yo your husband's cheating on you and he's crazy so dromeo returns dromeo e during this time returns to antiphilus e with the rope and antiphilus is infuriated adriana and luciana and the courtesan enter with a conjurer named pinch i would also (laughs) audition for this role who tries to exercise 
the Ephesians, I assume Antipholus and Dromeo, were bound and taken to Adriana's house. So she's like, yeah, I know my husband owes a lot of money, but he is possessed. Um, and so I so brought a wizard. Yeah, I have a wizard. We just got to get him home so we can do this. Um, oh, my so God. Then Dromeo and Antipholus S enter carrying swords and everybody runs away out of fear, believing that they are actually Antipholus and Dromeo E and are out for vengeance after somehow escaping their bonds. Oh, my goodness. See, this is where like Shakespeare really outdoes himself in this play of making all the wires crossed. Like yeah. every single, it's just I, like layers and layers and layers of misidentification. I feel like my comedy of errors is layers and layers and layers of monotonous going wrongs. I don't know. Like that's <laughs> that's just series of unfortunate events, right there. Honestly, that's the book yeah. I should have done. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's a series of really boring unfortunate events. No one's in sword fights. Oh. There are no courtesans. There are no courtesans. No swords. It's no courtesans. I bet they have cooler outfits than me, too, sitting here in my pajamas. God damn. <laughs> yeah, so everyone runs off stage, and that's the end of Act 4. And then Act 5, which is the final act. Of every Shakespeare play. I know. This is insane. It's all the same. Anyway, um, <laughs> Adriana reappears with henchmen, and they try to bind Dromeo and Antiphilus S. And then they take sanctuary in a nearby priory, and the abbess um, is like, I'm going to protect these guys, you know, just like the one in Don, or, uh, Don Quixote, <laughs> Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes. Oh, my God. We need to do that, are... too. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Um, so the abbess inter- enters with the Syracusian twins and everybody begins to understand the confusion of events for the day. Not only are the two sets of twins reunited, but the abbess reveals that she is Egon's wife, Amelia. <gasps> What? And Egon, and they all celebrate you the reunification of the family. So the Dromeos still get to be slaves. <laughs> yeah, that is a little problematic. That's mm-hmm. that's upsetting. Well, and also, okay, so if the abbess is the mother of the twins, that like what happened? Okay, so there was there was a storm. They all got separated on a boat and ended up on, let's say. Like, you know how we feel about the Pacific and Atlantic Oceans. So, like, one of them ended up in the Pacific Ocean. One of them ended up in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Where was the ship that, that just it's Shakespeare. geographically? It's Shakespeare. <laughs> All we ever know is that it's tis but a day's journey. Um, so it, it, uh, it could very well be. What was the last uh, in Winter's Tale? It was Bavaria and Sicily? Something like that. It was like Germany and Italy. And they yeah, didn't I don't remember. I think you determined that they were in Germany and Italy. I don't look, know if ever- look, this is my geography <laughs> podcast. I don't know what you've been doing, Christian. <laughs> Not geography, obviously. <laughs> I- I'm learning about plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> Christian has a plumbing podcast. I'm teaching everybody about global geography. I feel like they're probably very similar. Like this thingy is close to this thingy and that's actually not that close together, but they are kind of far away and this thingy is here and that yeah. thing connects and it makes absolutely zero sense to anyone else. But if they, okay, if they landed in Syracuse and she was their mom. What? Like, how were they raised? Like, did she give them away and then go become an abbess? How did she become an abbess? Did they not know mystery. that she was their mom? 
Let's find out in the analysis. <laughs> You're like moving on. <laughs> Actually, it, I don't think it says anything. No, it's not helpful. It tells us nothing. Useless. Under the film adaptations, though, it does tell us the big business is an adaptation of this. Very of good. This play. Very good. I like it. It's the best adaptation, in my opinion. Yeah. You should watch it. Also, there's an adaptation called The Bomity of Errors. It's a one-act hip-hop musical by Jordan Allen Dutton. Jason, oh, a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people. It won first prize on HBO's Comedy Festival in 2001. But I, like I love it. the name. Bomity of Errors. Bomity. I am sadly disappointed by the Wikipedia page that has very few photos, though. Yeah. We just get, like, some some paintings of, like, people playing twins. Yeah, that's it. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> the Google the Bombity of Errors, though. Oh, is it bad? It's, like, very 90s hip-hop looking in the picture that I found. Um, oh, other ones are better. Oh, yeah. It, it makes me think of all that. Like on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, very like early. Yes, 90s, like, everybody's that, singing the song. Um, okay, so Comedy of Errors was written by Shakespeare, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> it says it's one of his early plays and it's the shortest and one of his most farcical comedies. Yes. Um, lots of slapstick humor, mistaken identity, lots of wordplay and puns. Um, it's been adapted for operas, stage, screen, and musical theater around the world for centuries. It does not say when it came out. Interesting. If it's early, th so this is uh, Queen Elizabeth's reign. So we're like 15, um, 1594? Maybe. Let's see. Two early performances of Comedy of Errors are recorded. One by... A company of bass and common oh, I found fellows. It. The play was not published until it appeared in First Folio in 1623. Well, I mean, That's yeah. That's the text date. But it was, but it it was, was performed. performed. I'm going in, with this 1594 date. Yeah, 1589 to 1595 is what the, if you go to the text. Oh. In the, it was just I like not it. the beginning like it usually is. Yeah, 1594 probably would have been, but it published later. Okay, anyways. So um, my quiz for yes. you. Yes. What cities were they from? Oh, Don't God. read it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Syracuse and Aphasia. Ephesus. Ephesius. Ephesius. Yes. Ephesius. <laughs> Very good. You pass. Yes. No class of Malort for you tonight. Yay. Malort. <laughs> Gross. That's what I should have drank. <laughs> that would have gotten you, like, given you way more energy. I know. One day, <laughs> one day when we do our... Like when we finally do, maybe we should do it for Wuthering Heights or something. We do shots. Gross. It doesn't have to be a Malort. It can be anything. Okay. Works for me. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, or like we let the audience decide the drinking game or what like. We oh, yeah, that would be fun. Which which shots we do or something like that. Our audience is notoriously bad at actually giving us. Um, they are. They've do. given us absolutely nothing. They make us no. do all the work of having a podcast. It's exhausting. We're English majors. We're lazy. We are. That's it's why we chose this lifestyle. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I love it. That was so much fun. So yeah. hard to do, by the way. Like this. I is feel like it went super one. fast, though. Yeah, it's a hard one to talk through. Yeah, it really is. Hell yeah. There's apparently a bunch of like Indian remakes of it too. Oh, Double fun. D Trouble is a um a Punjabi 
film. Interesting. I'm going to have to watch that. Exposition. Yeah. Oh, my God. It literally just came to me. Girl. Girl. It's called Exposition. <laughs> I would have just said backstory. I'm going to be honest. It's. I know. I know. That's like I kept Googling and Googling and Googling. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is it? I'm like inciting incident. No, that's not it. Oh, my God. And then I just I, I gave up on Google. And then I was like, it has. it's like an E or an I exposition an s sound i swear yeah it's like right on the this oh my god we should name this episode aphasia <laughs> i feel like it's accurate this has just been a really long week for both of us we're getting to the end you know it has. It's, it's fine february has lasted six months thought january was long i know Janu <laughs> like all 75 days of january were so long yeah and this has lasted like five years February, it's supposed to be a short month, but this is a leap year. Yeah. So one extra day. That one extra day is going to take us six months to find or to get past. <laughs> yeah. And there is, there's going to be flies flying directly at Christian's eyeballs. Into my eye. <laughs> like, I didn't even think it was warm enough for flies. It's fucking February. <laughs> right. When you texted me that earlier today, I was like, how are there flies in right? your house? I mean, he clearly was not on his game because he did fly directly into my eye. Yeah. But it was also dark. Can flies see in the dark? I'm going to Google that. Oh, don't they have like crazy vision because it's all like um, like a kaleidoscope? They can't see quickly in the dark because in a sense, they are waiting for enough photons to arrive until they are sure of what they're seeing. So he saw something in front of him and just flew right into my eye. Just to piss you off. I guess so. It was a, um, a good omen that you were going to do Shakespeare too because... Every time I've ever been in an outdoor Shakespeare play in the summer, because apparently years and years ago, they were like, you know what everybody's going to do in every single theater community in the whole world. They're going to do Shakespeare outside in the summer. Uh, and if you're an actor. <laughs> it makes and you've total ever, sense. Yeah. Yeah. We're heavy actor, clothes in 90 degrees. Yeah. If you're an actor and you've ever done like community theater, you've probably done Shakespeare outside in like July. And every single year that I did it, there was always some type of like wasp or bee that would decide that they were just going to ruin a performance. Mm. Like they would pick one night and like that wasp would chase every single act. <laughs> like, so if it's just, comedy of errors, it was perfect. It was yeah. Plastic humor, yeah. just naturally. Yeah. It was, I remember I did the Tempest one time outside and it, w there was a wasp that just, really wanted to like have their debut but they <laughs> they paid for their crimes we found them backstage they paid for their crimes well more come when you kill them <laughs> they left let out a pheromone i know i've heard that about cockroaches that's why oh, like, I if know. i ever kill a bug in my apartment i'm always like i kill it and then i clean it up and then i take like a clorox wipe and i like wipe, 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 wipe. <laughs> you're like don't bring your friends yeah i can't have any more so i i have a funny story of uh, like this whole comedy of well not it has nothing to do with bugs, but I was thinking about the fly and the sewage. And the first night that we moved in, we had everybody help us moved in, move in, and we ordered Chinese food. And that night, I ate a fortune cookie, and the fortune said, "Everything, everything will come your way." And I was like, "Is this a threat?" <laughs> it feels like it. That fortune cookie was threatening me. <laughs> oh my god! Everything, every single fucking thing has come your way. God damn. That was an omen. <laughs> was it an omen or a warning or a threat? I'm not sure. Something. I think that the fortune cookie was threatening me. It was like, eat me. I'll show you. Yes. Oh my I God. did keep it though because I thought that was really funny. 
<laughs> you need to get that. You need to get that um, like engraved on your door frame or something. I know. I, I just taped it into my journal, but Instead, it's not like all good things will come your way. Everything mm-hmm. will come your way. Yeah. And it's not even everything will go your way, which is I don't know if that was what it was trying to say, but everything will come your way, which sounded pretty negative. And then the next day, the plumbing stopped working. And then yesterday, the fly flew into my eye, like Aww. comedy of errors. I stepped on the TV, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, my it's God. You just have to watch Saltburn. Uh, I will eventually. Speaking, Speaking of Shakespearean. You- <laughs> so Kathleen keeps sending me Saltburn TikToks and GIFs and memes, and it does not make it attractive. I send them to the group. Three <laughs> it sounds of, horrifying. Three of which we, we, three of us have seen it. Yeah, I'm Christian, the last one. Christian has not. You're gonna love it though. You're gonna love it. I'll there try to watch it this weekend. I'll try to watch it. There's a lot of really great um, uh, gothic literature references. There's some Shakespearean references. There's some uh, mythology references in there. Mm. Great. It's great. Okay, I'll try to watch it this weekend. Hell yeah. Yay! Comedy errors. I'm so glad you did this. It went pretty quickly. Yes. Yes. What should we ask of our audience? Do 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 they still need to give us stuff? Do they need to tell us about geography? A drinking game? Oh, yes, yes. Yes. We need a solid drinking game for when we do like the big ones, like the Wuthering Heights and Little Women and mm-hmm. um Frankenstein. We need some good drinking games for those. And so- as always, you can request um books yes you can always yeah whatever you want us to cover for now that we're doing two episodes a month you can request a specific novel to be covered and you can say like i want kathleen to do this one or i want christian to do that one yeah we'll do it we will do it you might regret what you ask for watch what you ask for (laughs) you could regret it and and we also we will hold you accountable while you're listening to the episode you must do the drinking game with us Mm -hmm. yeah it's required that's the deal. It's how it is. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Please follow us on social media. We are two English majors walk into a bar on Instagram. It's numerical two on Facebook. And I'm Kathleen Brebeck on all social media. And I'm Christian Lutz on all social media. Yay. We love you. Bye. <laughs>